Welcome to B2B Impact by BDB. Join me, Matt Smith, CEO of BDB, and Oliver Brewood, BDB's Head of Digital and Technology, as we get together to discuss the myriad of trends, topics, opportunities, and developments in the world of B2B marketing and communications. Our aim is to arm you with content, opinions, and insights that deliver lasting and meaningful impact across the B2B community, helping the global businesses and brands we partner with navigate their way through the information and communication revolution. Are you ready to make an impact? Hi everybody and welcome to a special edition of the B2B Impact podcast. This week we'll be taking you with us into the metaverse to explore how collaboration, brainstorms and general teamwork could work within the virtual space. We'll be using Facebook's or Meta's uh, workrooms environment along with the Oculus headsets. It is a little bit buggy. It's still in beta mode at the minute. So um, we discover a few flaws with it as we go. But hopefully you enjoy the episode, learn a little bit and you know come on the journey with us of what the potential could be for this exciting evolving space. Um, enjoy the episode. Thanks a lot. Oh, welcome, Ollie. This is weird. Um, uh, it's different. It's definitely different. It, it's first of all different because it doesn't really look like you. Um, I did my best. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess one of the first things to say is in relation to we are muted today because we're using the main mics. So when you actually unmute, you'll see uh, the avatar's mouth moving kind of in line with the speech, which mm-hmm. is one of the first things to say. And I guess we start with avatars because I guess that's one of the first things you kind of pick up on this is your ability to personalize to an extent. Yeah, so you, you've done this previously. I just went through it for the first time today and you get a fair amount of options, but it's if you've ever played pretty much any game that lets you choose an avatar, it's similar to that. Mm-hmm. You've got a, a selection of predefined things that you can select from. So you can get close-ish or a bit of a an indication of what your, like your real person might look like, but you're not gonna get it like nailed, are you? I think you can get it close enough so you can identify who it would be, sort of who you're speaking to within the team. Yeah, um, I think it's one of the areas I'm quite interested to see develop, though, because obviously it's quite, I don't know, what, what style would you say this is more anime style? Yeah, it's a little bit, it's more realistic. If anybody's ever created a character on the Nintendo Wii back in the day, mm-hmm. where they had the Miis, they're, they're more realistic than those, mm-hmm. but not massively more realistic. Yeah. So it, it's still very much like this is a cartoon indication of what you were like. It's like you say, I think... It's different for us. We've got a, a relatively small company with 60 people. We could probably uh, guess whoever anybody's avatar is if they, if they went and made them. If you have a bigger company yeah. and you're using this as a, a regular tool, I can imagine uh, you might end up not being able to recognize people if it's not a bit more accurate. But I also think it's one of the interesting spaces to evolve over the coming months and years, I guess, as we move more towards the NFT space as well, mm-hmm. as people are starting to utilize the NFTs as potentially maybe certainly being sold as avatars. But mm-hmm. then there's a real disconnect between this type of style and um, the something more, more realistic. three-dimensional, realistic, yeah. Yeah, real world where you definitely have no issues identifying a colleague um, across the desk or in, in the metaverse yeah. environment. But you can see we might get to a point where it's just like upload a few pictures because we've done it with some of our projects, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. You can upload you know, a front face picture, a side face picture and a picture of your body and you can, we can, with that, create a fairly accurate recreation of somebody um, that genuinely looks like them because it's using you know, real photography. Yeah. I imagine this will get to that point at some point. Yeah. So I think I think 
obviously starting off with that as i say the lips aren't moving on the avatars at the minute because we are using the main mic for the podcast purposes so it can look a bit sinister it's also quite interesting ollie some of the hand movements that it's doing for you i don't quite know what you're doing i don't know if it's the same thing. i had a bit of a drink <laughs> it look like that which involved me putting one controller down so it might have been a bit glitchy yeah it suddenly looked like you're sort of putting your chin on your hand but i think i think there's, ob- <laughs> there's obviously some kind of iterations to this and movements to this at the minute which uh, i you know this is as i say a very 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 early days and i think for me it's certainly an impressive start is what you would say um mm-hmm. and whilst it's odd having the headsets on so we're using the oculus quest is it two are we using it yeah oculus quest so we've got the oculus quest or the two. meta quest two as it is now because it's rebranded yes yeah and worth <clears> noting <throat> the workrooms doesn't work on the original oculus because that was something we, we, we worked out the other week mm-hmm. um i said the headsets comfort level where are you at with that Ollie, in terms of oh that's a good question i'm used to wearing them yeah um let's say like a six seven out of ten I don't think you'd want it on for hours, would you? So I think that's one of the things that, I, that I'd say at the minute with the weight of them. They're not uncomfortable, but I think, I think as, again, as the tech emerges and there's, there's rumours of Apple and Microsoft and other large players entering this space, which should hopefully reduce the size, yeah. weight and cost, I guess, of these kind of headsets. Well, at the minute you're still in the realm of, like with my other one I've got at home, I bought some aftermarket stuff that just makes it more comfortable and you can do the same sort of thing with this. But sure. you don't really want to be, if you're talking about using this as a business tool, you don't want to be buying a load of headsets and a load of yeah. um, extra uh, you know, things to make it more comfortable as well. It just gets a bit complex. What I do, what I do think is, interested and exciting so me and you are a bit geeky with this stuff as well but in the sense of it already feels more immersive which is odd in the sense of yeah i don't know i feel like we are sat around a table I well we're like- slightly messing that up today from the point of view of that we are next to each other in real yeah, life yeah. and yeah. therefore we don't have the mics on mm-hmm. uh, in in the quest so you are like you say you're not getting the mouth movement but i think if you had that as well it would really feel quite immersive yeah because I'd be, I'd be you treating the, you yeah. as a person in front of me, not not just somebody in a screen that's in my laptop. Yeah, the fact you can see the names of the attendees, there's multiple desks, there's various desk setups, it's worth noting here, and we'll go through some of these base settings in a minute just to kind of bring what the possibilities are to life as it stands today. Um, it's worth noting you can use your controllers to move things around and, and, and get your hand gestures. You can also use your hands themselves to pinch and select, to point. Um and one of the other quite exciting things is the ability. I know my laptop is wobbling away today. I can't really explain why that is. I'm assuming that's some kind of a bug at the minute. But you can actually map your own laptop so you can see your actual laptop keyboard onto a screen and then your actual screen you can see in front of you. How's this working now? So I've, I've put, just curious, I put my controllers down. I've got yep. my hand tracking on. Uh-huh. Can you see my, my fingers drumming on the desk? Yep. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, absolutely. So, so this, in terms of communication, we talk about body language being a huge part of communication. Mm-hmm. You get some, to some extent, you, you're still holding your controllers, as you see on, on the video. Yeah. So you get the, you know, when you, you, you shrug, you can, you can see you're getting that. But when you actually have your, your hand tracking on, you're getting everything. It's, it's like a one-for-one scale recreation. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, no, it's quite... It's... Give somebody a nice thumbs up if they say something good in a meeting. <laughs> gun, gun and a wink. <laughs> no, so I mean, I personally find it a bit easy with the controllers just for the actual selecting of various things at the minute. I mean, you can say you can point and pinch and all the rest of it. But I think one of the one of, when I first came into the workroom, there's worth saying you can look at the... If you want to see your actual physical desk, when you, when you log into the workroom, you map your desk, you map your space, you can map your laptop and through the Oculus remote app, actually bring your laptop to life in the in the world itself you've also got a whiteboard which we'll come on to shortly over here which obviously is a bit of a distance away at the minute but it's very clever the way they've done it so you can effectively place a whiteboard where you want 
you can uh, bring your laptop screen up, which is what I've got here. And obviously then you've got the ability to share screens, take photos um, and so on and so on. So you can really, it does feel like you're at a desktop in a, in a way. Um, and I think as this improves again, the ability to kind of map and type and switch things on your keyboard, that will be pretty transformational as it goes as well. The other thing, you can design the room to your heart's content. So I think here we've gone with like a, a cityscape um, but you can have it as uh, brightly lit, as dimly lit. There's various uh, kind of base level scenes at the minute already with some CGI movement built into the cars on the roads. If you look on the bridge down there, Ollie, and various mm -hmm. other settings, there's there's quite a lot in it. So you Very feel like you city. are. Say again. Very impressive city. Yeah, but it's cool because it feels futuristic. It feels like you're in a, but it also feels like you are in a workspace. Ironically, yeah. you're, you're definitely removed from your, your current working environment. And I know Jim's busy capturing footage in the background here of, uh, obviously we're sat in the hive which is where we usually record it from but it does feel like you've escaped from there and gone somewhere different and if anything probably yeah. be better lit i think that's office. one of the things i can't emphasize enough to people that haven't tried this mm -hmm. when you do put on a headset your brain is really getting tricked you're mm -hmm. no longer where you were you're now in the world that is being shown it's not like in a video game where it's a screen at one side of your room or on the phone in front of you whatever it might be mm -hmm. this takes over your whole vision and i think from that point of view for your brain it's much more convincing and, and you can start to really believe that's the world you're in yeah yeah absolutely and i think one uh, i think one of the things when you look around the room at the minute obviously there's various things and new features that people will or won't have seen before one of the things one of the barriers to this as we said earlier is kind of the headset the cost of the headset is roughly around 300 pounds i think at the minute mm -hmm. um so for a business you say multiple size it would be very costly to invest in everybody having an oculus 2 headset mm -hmm. um there is the ability as well, looking at the screen on our on your right, on my left, mm -hmm. um, to invite participants to the meeting. And we've not teed it up today to be able to do it, but to have people who haven't got a headset. And we tried this the other week, and this is effectively where you get a Teams or a Zoom or a Skype-based uh, kind of approach where the person, you can see their yeah. actual um, physical person yeah. in the real world attending their face. It's exactly the same as if you sat in a meeting room with a colleague and had another colleague dial into the screen. But interesting in the sense of what they see is different because they see the workroom in the metaverse, they see the avatars, they yeah. see the attendees moving, uh, articulating whatever it may be. So, yeah, so even without the headset, they get to see everything that's going on. So I think that would be quite cool. And I've seen it when every, every seat's filled up, so to speak, um, in terms of what you can do with this. Now... What do we, do we, should we go to the whiteboard next? Because the whiteboard's quite an interesting feature in terms of brainstorming and sharing and so on. Yeah, and I think that, I think it's worth highlighting. I think that's one of the areas where this is probably strong, mm -hmm. where when you are remote working, <clears throat> it's this type of session that we found to be the most challenging to orchestrate when you would normally be in front of a board. It would be a bit more of a brainstorm type session. Yeah. If you're just having a quick call to chat about a spreadsheet, you can you can do that pretty well in, in Teams. Or if I think you particularly when you're in a creative industry, in a creative space, the brainstorms is the one thing that I, I do miss, you know, in terms of the face-to-face -face activity and, and, and that kind of um, collaborative, when you get that creative rub and different ideas coming around the table, and it's always around a whiteboard or around some kind of board normally mm -hmm. in the traditional sense. And as you say, yeah, having people dialing in and various Teams calls and you can have as many sharing whiteboards as you want, it doesn't feel the same as being in the room together. Yeah. Um, so I'm really interested to see this come to life. So do, do you want to take charge of this one? Do you want me to do it? I don't mind. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can head on over there. So yeah. I've, you basically, as you just saw then, I clicked the button to, to travel to the whiteboard and then... Click the continue button and I'm over here. Yep, you are at the whiteboard so, now, are you? Let's see if I can draw some nice rudimentary shapes. <laughs> Go for a nice square. I mean, this is it's unfortunately... Interesting. It's interesting here, Ollie, because you've lost all your legs. 
You're just half a body at the minute, but then it is. But you don't actually see the legs. I mean, even when you're yeah. at the desk, so I'm looking at you right now, it doesn't, for whatever reason, they don't include legs, probably because it's not part of their mapping, so it'd probably yeah. keep getting them twisted and wrong. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm glad to say that the drawing ability in here is very similar to my drawing ability in real life, which is that I'm pretty terrible at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I guess from a user point of view, this is so similar to, to using a whiteboard in real life. When you touch down and pen on the screen, you can feel that uh, it gives you like haptic feedback. So the controller that you're holding yeah. vibrates. And this is, this is one of the things I've anecdotally told quite a few people, but I, I've had played with the Oculus at home with my daughter who's six um, and gave her this and the whiteboard and watching her intuitively interact with that whiteboard and draw flowers and birds and shapes, even though she knew there was nothing there, it was instinctive to her to do it because that haptic feedback is weird to explain, isn't it? If, without experiencing it. Yeah. You might have experienced it in gaming, um, but it's almost like when you turn the controller, because basically you turn the controller like this to form a pen. You won't be able to see it for a moment with what Ollie's doing there. Um, and that pen, when it touches the board, you, f you feel the resistance, um, which makes it really, really, I mean, Ollie's doing quite a good job here with his shapes, but it makes it relatively easy to actually write um, to uh, certainly log, log items as you would be in a brainstorm or whatever it may be. Um, and I think, I think you can imagine how collaborative this will be. And I, and I keep stressing it, this is an early stage version. Um, not many people are using this at the minute, not many people are playing with it. So you can only imagine how much better this is gonna get as the tech improves and as, as it becomes more mainstream, I guess. Yeah, and obviously, you know, I'm just drawing, doodling random things, but you, you can easily start to see this being, you know, your, uh, you know, you, you, you know, you list whatever it is you're trying to trying to do, and everybody can kind of see it, participate in it. Mm -hmm. but yeah, uh, it, it just works really well. Is that any or no I'm, one reasons? I, I'm bad at this, but that, <laughs> but to stress, that is nothing to do with the controller. That's to do with me being rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the option, um, I don't know if you can see it on Ollie's then or not, you basically have the option down here to have a desk whiteboard. Mm -hmm. So if you're at a stationary space and you haven't got the ability to freely move around, you can do... Uh, I don't think we've tried this yet. Why don't you hop on uh, over to the whiteboard and yeah, demonstrate so I, it? So the, the desk whiteboard is here now. I'm about to just move my laptop. I don't know. If it, can, you, can we both be on it at once, the whiteboard? Uh, yeah, so effectively I think we can. So I, I've not moved from my desk, whereas Ollie, I'm assuming if you look at me, Ollie, am I still sat in my seat? Yep. Right, so I can write... Oh, I think I can write. Maybe I can't write at the same time. Oh, no, I can. No? Maybe I can't do it at the same time then. What no. happens if you try and come over here? I can probably do that. So, the, But you get the idea. The desk whiteboard, you can map onto the desk here. Maybe if Ollie wasn't there, I'd be able to. Let me try it. You go back to, to your back desk. To desk. You're back at the yep. desk now. So I'm now. Should be on the right. On the... Oh. Is it a surface? Have you got the surface too high? This is one, I guess, one of the teething issues is figuring out exactly how it all works. But I guess this is our first yeah, you can test. Move the whiteboard, you can move the whiteboard along, which is quite cool. This is what you can do there. I mean, yeah, there's not really another way to, to do this. Oh, oh, it's working now. Doesn't really matter what it's doing, but. Yeah. So I think, again, a bit buggy, some of the things at the minute, because effectively you have to set the desk height, like Ollie was saying, in terms of where you want to position these things. But um, 
Yeah, it looks like your desk height might be set slightly below our real desk height that's in front of us, which is is stopping you drawing. Probably causing some of the issues, but in the sense of you get that idea quite quickly of how how easy it is to to adjust. And the fact I've not even had to leave my desk to do this yet. Everybody who's attending can see this on the whiteboard. Yeah. Um, Can we actually both travel to the whiteboard at the same time? I'll just go for that. I'll I'll go to whiteboard now. But I so hopefully this is still recording because you'll be able to get a real world of what it looks like to do this. Um, but effectively, you can see Ollie here. I can see Jim doing his recordings over there now. If you can see this when we, when we come back to footage, and I effectively placed my whiteboard here, really behind me, so I effectively didn't have to move from the desk. So the whiteboard now. Am I at the whiteboard now? Oh, we are both at the whiteboard. Where the problem is, is we're on top of each other. Oh, it's a bit <laughs> awkward. Um, HR issue waiting to happen. But it means I can, while I've got like a little bit of a shadow of you, as you'll see in the screen, I can see you writing, and I'd be able to presumably then just join in and you'll be able to both write things at once. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so have, you, have you done different colour on purpose? Or have you done it by yes, I've done it on purpose. Oh, okay, cool. So then you could collaborate in whatever you're doing, start you know, drawing out flowcharts, mapping out different bits of the flowchart. You could have it so uh, you can position it so I'd be drawing on one bit of the screen, I think, and you'd be drawing a bit on, on the, the other bit of the screen. Very cool. So, yeah, I can, I can sort of see your avatar in front of me here, actually. So maybe if I was further back this way, you'd come to life more. So I can see you stood here, yeah, which is weird. Um, very, very, very strange um, in the grand scheme of things. But then I guess, I guess this is what's that? Was that the music jump there? I've just jumped. Where have I gone there? I'm gonna... <laughs> oh yeah, you've travelled over. Oh, yeah, so, so on the floor here, you can see jump points as well, which is again similar to gaming, similar to things we incorporate in virtual visits and move through environments. Quite intuitive whenever you see footsteps. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I was talking about a minute ago. So that gives you the ability to jump up and down, I guess, and get out of each other's way a little bit. <laughs> So in the sense of, yeah, now, now that's better. Yeah. So now I'm at the left-hand side of the board. Ollie's on the right. You look to your left, Ollie. Can you see me? Hi there. Hi. So we can effectively now both actually be on the board without being totally on top of each other. And we'll say, a bit of a learning experience all the way through here. But. And then you imagine there's more participants and, the, and then you'd have people sat on the whiteboard communicating with you saying, oh yeah, I think we should do that part of the process first. And it would just be like having a, a, a real life uh, session. Really cool. Really, really cool. Which I think is an interesting point as well, because I was talking to a client about this um, probably a couple of months ago now. And the question was, why would we do this when we can just meet in the office? And I, I keep going back to this. This isn't, for me, a replacement for that. If, no, if no, you no. can meet in the office, we're, we're not going to erase thousands of years of, of you know, human social interaction overnight. Yeah. And we're not trying to. This isn't a, a replacement for for you know physically meeting being in a room getting that brainstorm going in person this is a replacement for those teams calls where somebody's in one country somebody's in another country or for whatever reason somebody's not able to come to the office maybe they've got you know social I, I also think it ties into global workforces as people are looking at talent looking further afield in your local market now remote working and flexible working is becoming more of a thing this would give you the ability to genuinely collaborate and i know you're not looking at the individual but you could have, uh, I don't know, your Spanish colleague, your South American colleague, your North American colleague, your Asian colleague dialing into this one, one setting where you're genuinely all around a table mm-hmm. together. And that's what excites me. I think, I think it, it makes the world a much smaller place. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what you do or don't think about the metaverse and the future of it and where it's going, if this is what it's like now, I'm, I'm yeah. genuinely excited to see what it's going to be like in years to come because mm-hmm. it's going to be... 100%. Crazy. I think the other point for me is around attentiveness because I will confess that at times I'm guilty of, you know, an email pops up when you're on a call or there's a training session that you're, you're listening to, but, you know, you've got this other urgent thing on your mind at the same time. So you find yourself having that 
split level of attention and humans aren't great at that. So you're guaranteed that one of them you're really probably entirely disregarding, if not um, uh, if not um, less, but probably probably entirely disregarding. So for me, this is forcing you to be attentive. You're, you're fully present and in the room. 100%. You can see, like when you switch on the pass-through camera, when you start doing something else, you, like you say, your avatar goes gray or, or your avatar, when you're looking at the pass-through camera, it just goes very still and your eyes are shut. So you can tell if somebody's in, in the moment with you. It's, if not, they're engaging, it's not quite as easy to... Uh, if they're nodding along yeah, like, yeah. With, with what you're saying or shaking their head or, or whatever it might be. So it's, it's not quite as easy to turn your, your team's camera off yeah. and just nudge the mouse every now and again yeah. to keep yourself Exactly. Free. And I don't mean that to say that this is a method of companies like controlling their employees or keeping an eye on what they're doing. I think it's more engaging so people won't want to uh, switch off or won't feel the inclination to switch off. Can you see my screen here, Ollie? Can you see? I can little... see that you have a screen up. I can't. You can see. make it bigger and smaller. I've just gone to like I don't know. This is a beautiful, maybe like a thirty-two inch wide screen. I've just dropped up here, but I'll try uh... sitting next to you and see if that makes sense. So yeah, I can see that you've got a screen up. You can't see anything. You can't see it. anything that's on it at yeah. the minute. So there's no then, security risk there. No, but then you've got the ability to share screen here on my settings. You see, okay. so if I go share screen and continue, I think that then drops onto the whiteboard. Oh yeah. So this is just a virtual visitor content strategy, something quite generic. I was just putting up for the sake of it, obviously yeah. a bit smaller text and so on you've got here. But you can imagine, again, from a collaboration perspective here, obviously I can see it on the screen. I've got my laptop rigged up, which um, yeah. I seem to have lost my key. It's probably because I moved my laptop earlier, didn't I? Sorry, I moved my laptop across so you won't be able to see the keyboard now. Um, maybe if I can bring it back in shot, if I pass through here. No, but it's, um, it's, it's just like being in a room, isn't it? Big projector on the wall, I can see the... See the spreadsheet. That, hopefully you can <laughs> Just like real that. life, I'm sure you'll have trouble reading the small text that's in column G there. But yeah, so I'm on my laptop now. You can see the keyboards now pop back up into play. Um, whatever it is that we actually want to share, if I can get it to work. So you can see B2B Nav there from the... Um, well, those guys look good. <laughs> from the Spotify perspective, I don't know if I'll be able to close this off that well. But you can see here, even the keyboard though is working really nicely. And it's actually quite intuitive. And I know I've got the controllers in my hands here. So if I press, I don't break anything, if I'm hitting anything, you can hopefully see here when your hands, get my hands back into play, there we go. So my hands here, when I look down, this is what I found really impressive. Not only can you see the keys, you can see your hands in the look through. Mm -hmm. So you can see exactly what you're selecting, what you're playing with. You can see the cursors, it's quite intuitive. So I want to control tab between different things that you've got up, maybe your Excel sheets, and you can see exactly what's being shared on the screen here. So this kind of stuff is just, I mean, for, for me, quite mind-blowing in terms of what you can and can't achieve. Um, and then to stop sharing, obviously, that's the pinch with the hands. And there's just that little moment there where you had the screen up, you turned to the left and looked at me and then turned back to the screen. And it's so much like being in there in real life. No, but that's what it's like. This is what I like about it. I just think it's far, far more interactive. You feel like you're in the room with the individual and the fact that you can even jump around seats. So if I want to want to look across the table at you rather than looking... Um, side by side it gives you that ability to switch around the room um i don't know i can, I can picture loads of different things if you, you can imagine having breakout rooms so if yeah. you do like you're doing teams at the minute but if you had sessions on the go and you wanted to send people to different rooms for little mini workshops then come back to the main room that's really cool um i think in terms of the room setting itself you can customize the room if it, hopefully it's still recording all this so you can see on my screen here currently we're in what's called a meeting room but then there's obviously there's also um, more of a conversational style. So if you change it to that as an example, we're now in a, a round, a sort of a U shape facing the main screen, still with the thing behind us. You've also got more of a presentation format you can change it to where you can 
be sat more in this kind of side-by-side -side format and you can have multiple rows depending on the number of attendees you've got within the room with you. Um, you can resize the tables to make them bigger and smaller. And then you've also got, so like we said earlier in the minute, you are sat in a nice bright, uh, and this is what I love about the metaverse, I think personally, um, the, to escape the reality and go to a setting that you want to. So let's say for instance, Ollie, we, would, we wanted to have a nice brainstorming session on a beach terrace instead now you should see the entire rooms change to a totally different setting. So you can almost set the mood of the room as well, depending on the style of meeting you want to have. So if it's something corporate, you can see now that we've got a host, oh, I'm punching things in real world. You've got a host table over there where you can do the presentations from. I'm assuming you can probably move towards if you chose to. You've got the- oh, Yeah, so you can be like the, yeah, so I've, I've moved over there now. Yeah, so now, now you're there. So you're definitely the presenter presenting to the team here. And this, this for me is just unreal. Yeah, and I can, I, you can just see it instantly. I feel like I'm gonna, just the positioning of the seat, I'm facing you. I imagine if there were three or four more people there, it would feel like, yeah, I'm chairing this, I'm presenting to you. And then, you know, you guys will be fielding questions for me. It feels like that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Just off the position of where you're at. Yeah, yeah, super cool. So I'll say there's so many different options for this. There's beaches, there's city sleep. One thing I've just seen, because I've got the same menu up, which which looks pretty good. Yeah, go for it. Is the, um, the ability to customize posters and logos. Oh, okay. Which yeah, is at yeah. the bottom there. So you'll see throughout the room there's a few posters and things like that. So it looks like you'll be able to upload your own images. Yeah, and, so the B gives the branding. To actually, it, I, I did suppose. know that because on the BDB test room when I was on there, you can upload logos and you can make it more corporate if you want to. But then to an extent, I think there's something quite nice about the the escape from reality. Which I know. Oh, I see you've actually you've already done this, haven't you? You put a B2B Meta Ready logo up previously. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So if I click that, turn to your left. There we go. Yeah. Instantly branded, and that was so quick. Obviously, you've uploaded that previously, but. It didn't really take much to turn this into a, a metaverse retreat. <laughs> no, but, no, but this is what I mean. So when you're thinking about like tomorrow, you're flying to Rome mm -hmm. um, for, let's, I'm going to put another one on. Let's go to Lake Cabin while we're here, see what that does while we're chatting. But you're flying to Rome in the morning where a load of international agencies are getting together. And you can just think, can't you now, in terms of this would be far more sustainable for one. Mm -hmm. that you're not all having the carbon footprint of traveling. Far more collaborative probably than being sat in a room with people and let's face it, a little bit cooler as well in terms of the format that you've got. Yeah. It'd be interesting to test this with a, obviously we're doing this as a podcast now, it's a bit of an experiment. It'd be interesting to test this with a kind of real case study. It's like when we're actually going to do a brainstorm, let's try it out for real. So I believe, that, I, oh, <laughs> I, keep, I keep forgetting about also in the real world, sorry. But in the sense of over here, they do recommend clearing your desk, by the way, before yeah. you start this. It's a bit but, of an issue when we're recording a podcast and yeah. we need to have these big but mics. On, on the right-hand side, as I can see it here at the minute, I think that's meant for like a Twitter wall and a chat wall is what I was reading about. So in the sense that you can set up hashtags and have things feeding through to that and for your event or whatever you're doing. So they're trying to mirror the real world environment. But for me now to be sat by a lake, as you say, Ollie, because you've got the, the logo are already nicely branded up for what's coming in the B2B meta, any stuff that we're working on at the minute in the background. Um, yeah, I mean, for, for, this is why I get so excited about it for me. So I think, yeah. I think it's, there's so much potential with it. Don't get me wrong, that the, the headset is becoming a bit uncomfortable. Well, that's what I was going to say. Where are you at now? You So you asked me earlier on, where am I at comfort-wise? We've been doing four this for about half an hour. Four or five. And I think yeah. you don't really want a head pain when you're trying to do something. I'd now put myself at a four. But I, what I will say as a bit of a caveat to that is that you start to realize at this point that it was my, my daughter was wearing this last 
I've, I've obviously not adjusted it that well for my head since. Mm-hmm. So you start realizing at this point, it's like, oh, it's starting to hurt the back of my head. The strap should have been a little bit longer so that it went underneath. But when you have your own headset and you configure it for, for your head, you'll start getting used to exactly how you want it to fit. So it'll be a bit better. But I think like you say, this until we have mass adoption, we probably need to like think about shrinking down the size of this technology and the weight of the technology. In reality, how far off do you think mass adoption we are? Are we talking two years, five years, 10 years? Oh, that's a good question. Because I think, I, I, I believe I've heard that um, Meta are already insisting on this being how they run meetings, aren't they? Yeah, but I can, I, I get it. I, 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 I get it. I really, really do. I'm going to, I'm going to put the go out there and say maybe around five years. You reckon? I, I mean, just thinking five years time, how good this will be with the tech though. Mm-hmm. How immersive it's going to be. And I'm also, I'm also really excited about more than mixed reality. Because that's what I think. I think from doing the reading and so on, Apple, Apple are going down the more the mixed reality route, where you, where you'll be in the real world and you'll have um, AR effectively projecting various things into the real world with you, presenting yeah. a mixed reality setting. Whereas Meta or Facebook seem to be going down more this kind of route for the meantime yeah. in terms of actually being in a very much a, a virtual. Experience. So Microsoft did a demo of that years ago with their their Hololens. Now that's had some limited applications since, but it was is exactly that. So you'd be walking around your house, you'd see your entire house. But you'd um, you'd almost have like a screen project, so you, it wouldn't necessarily need a TV because you could have it projected on the wall through through augmented reality. Yeah, I think there's Microsoft Mesh coming out, which is going to be linking up with Teams somehow. So there's going to be lots of different versions of these kind of virtual meetings coming into the forefront. But as I say, I keep saying that I probably sound like an over enthusiastic child, but it's just so cool, um, and particularly when you are looking to collaborate on a global scale, mm-hmm. you can really see where this will have. Yeah. Not only this, not only supporting sustainability agendas, but genuine collaboration, um, and the fact that everything you're also creating digitally can instantly be recreated in a digital format, shared, exported out, so everything's shared instantly. Kind of the efficiency of a meeting, I think, will be mm-hmm. will go through the roof as well. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Ollie, before we sort of wrap no, up? No, I, I, I don't think experience? so. In particular, I think, like you say, I think there's definitely potential in here, and I think there's. I don't think this is a this will be good in five years time. I think that's where we might see a more widespread adoption. I think it's good and useful now. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about trying this out for a, for a brainstorm when we have uh, one scheduled next, because I think it could be really uh, a really interesting way to do it. So uh, that's a wrap from us guys on our first dive into the metaverse. Um, thanks for joining us on the B2B Impact. Um, and you've had a sneak preview of something coming in terms of B2Bmetaready.com. Uh, as I say, it's a rapidly evolving space. We want to be at the forefront with you to help you continue to navigate the ever-evolving B2B marketing landscape. So we'll see you very soon. Um, any comments, any queries, feel free to get in touch, but we'll see you next week on the B2B Impact. Cheers, Ollie.